out the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing. Hour two on the crew here. WRSU FM New Brunswick. Dennis Geisler. Joe Henry. Just the two of us. Just now. the two of us. Just how I wanted it. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been waiting for. Dream team. <laughs> this was the women's lacrosse dream team. It was. It was. Uh so, so we up? have gone through we we've gone through an entire cycle for the N, uh, for the NBA playoffs. Yes. Uh every matchup has played one game uh-huh. so far. Uh I just want to say so we were just talking no, about can we just talk about Barry? Yeah. Last night I was watching that with my dad and yeah. then I put on the end of the Suns Clippers game. The mm-hmm. only play I saw was the inbounds for the Suns and listen as a former Brooklyn Nets fan, I hate Kyrie Irving, but I love Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and I want him to be successful. But I can't lie, man. Seeing Devin Booker drive to the lane and then have Russell Westbrook bounce the rebound off of him, mm-hmm. it was, no, that was so fantastic. funny. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Westbrook, for <laughs> for the fact that Westbrook put up nine points on 19 shots, which feels impossible, uh, it felt like Westbrook had a fantastic game. He did. I mean, listen, Russell Westbrook has never been uh, – listen, I was not watching prime Russell Westbrook but I guess we're going to start off with the Clippers-Suns game. But Yeah, I mean, it is kind of the biggest series, yeah, like, I would say. That's what he gets you, man. I mean, he's he plays hard. He's a defensive guru. He's not going to really – he's not a defensive guru, but in big moments he will make athletic plays, whether on the offensive or defensive glass. Hmm. Like, that's what he does. Like, he's not a good shooter. He Like, he used to not be a good three-point shooter, but he could drive inside. Yeah. Now he really even struggles with that. So I think what Russell Westbrook is – is like Pat Bev, but just slightly upgraded. Mm-hmm. If you get what I mean, like a solid addition, but yeah. he, he's more there for like morale and boosting than he is for his actual play style. Because Russell Westbrook just he really solidifies this Clippers identity. I feel like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just like I I look at the stat sheet and I go, how on earth did Russell Westbrook help this team win? But he <laughs> just he, did he shot three of nineteen. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane numbers. Yeah. Um, 15.8% and 16.7%. I mean, five offensive rebounds is a lot, though, uh, especially for, like, a guard. I thought he had 11. Three blocks is a lot for – he had 11 rebounds, five offensive. Oh, my Which, God. five offensive rebounds is a ton. Only um, two personal fouls, which is actually really surprising. Yeah, two fouls for how he was playing, two turnovers for eight assists, solid assist to turnover ratio. Like – in general, he definitely made his impact known. I, when I look at the the stat sheet, I feel like I credit the win more to the Clippers bench, who played really they well. Did. They did a really all nice game, job. and they they played a very narrow bench. Tyloo played a very narrow bench. Only nine players played, but the minutes from Powell, Mann, Plumley were some of the most efficient that they had. Yeah. And then, of course, Kawhi Leonard played fantastic, but that's to be expected. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi is so funny because you have a guy like Westbrook on the team that will get into it with a fan, and Kawhi Leonard just looks like a miserable like middle-aged man now yeah. who has to clock in, clock out. He's just yeah. trying to get out and get home to the, to the family. Yeah, exactly. It's so this funny. This is just Kawhi Leonard's job. <laughs> like, no, like, he has it's no great. passion for basketball, really. He doesn't. But yeah. he's just really good at That's it. That's what so makes it, it so matter. much funnier that yeah. he's really good at it. Like, if he was, like, awful, it would be like, why is he even in the NBA? But, like, he's, like, got so much talent. Yeah. And he's just, like, yeah, basketball's fine. I yeah. Mean, he drives, like, the same I, car. I, I can't remember in what context he said this, but someone was asking him about something, 
and like a- another game that had happened like the previous yeah. night and he was like i don't watch basketball like that <laughs> <laughs> like i don't care i and man i'm blanking there was someone on the white Sox who said the same thing about baseball really? which is really funny no he's the type of guy you'd ask like what do you think about like the brooklyn nets getting kevin durant kyrie Irving, yeah. and james Harden? he's like I mean, I don't really look at other teams' rosters until we play them the night before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was legit something like that, or it, because I, I think it was something Lakers related. Probably, like LA I think it was like, there. oh, the the Lakers did this last night. What do you think of like LeBron? And it's like, I don't watch basketball like that. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's your issue, not mine. But I think, like, looking at the the Clippers win is so impressive, especially mm-hmm. when you consider the fact. Listen, I did not watch the entire game. Like I told everybody, I was yep. watching Barry on HBO with my father. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this Clippers team. They don't have Paul George, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, so the Paul fact George is injured. The fact that they won with Kawhi Leonard being the star, and then the running mate, re- like you have Eric Gordon, Norman <laughs> it Powell. It really is. It really is Westbrook. It really is Westbrook. Right? Like, yeah. So it's so impressive the fact that they won. And listen, man, these sons, they worry me. Like Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is washed. Like, say whatever mm-hmm. you want about how great of a player all time he is, but as of this moment. Seven points in 39 minutes. He's a point guard, though. He had 10 assists. I know, but you got to give him credit. But for you that. expect Chris Paul to really be like a drive inside. Like, you have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton an now. Extent, but, but still, I mean, Tory Craig did have 22 points, which is pretty nice. So it's a nice performance, but I don't know. I th- you know what I did think was weird, though, Dennis? Yeah. On the last possession, they gave it to Booker. That was kind of weird. Because I when you have Kevin Durant on your team, it's odd, right? Because Devin Booker is a star. Devin Booker is the guy who gets it for the past what like four quarters, five seasons or whatever yeah. of Suns basketball. But once you have Kevin Durant, you have Kevin Durant. Yeah, you have Kevin Durant on He's your like, team. <laughs> people talk about him like talent wise with LeBron James. Kevin Durant, in terms of just like straight up like shooting and scoring is one of the best players of all time every time i watched kevin durant in a must get bucket moment as a nets fan i feel like he got it like yeah, during the bucks that's, and that's game what he's seven, done his whole career <laughs> so i feel like he's kevin durant <laughs> and also if you put kevin so what it was was it was it was booker at the top of the key and then he drove inside on the rim for the final position this was their chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter i think there was mm-hmm. about 13 seconds left something like that and booker drove in and he got it blocked mm-hmm and it was basically that simple. Kevin Durant's way taller than Booker. So I feel like you almost have to put him in there because he's very athletic and he's taller. It's more yeah. of a size advantage. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, that's the thing as well. It's like Kevin Durant shoots like that and he's like 6'10 or whatever. I mean, he could have pulled up a fade. Like, you know how Kevin Durant is. He could have pulled up with a fadeaway. He's like 7 yeah. feet tall. Who's going to block that? Yeah, exactly. So I feel no like. Th- has that length. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of. Uh, well, Kevin Durant, one thing I love about Kevin Durant is how he's never claimed to want to be like an A1 of a basketball team. That's the thing. It's like it's not like he seems to really want care. that but like or care, that, which I'm fine with, but at the same time, like I guess it's like a Monty issue yeah, Ke- as much as anything else. Tra- like to t- <laughs> pick the right player on your team to take the shot. <laughs> yeah, like Charles Barkley and Kendrick Perkins are always saying like Kevin Durant's never going to be an all-time great unless he wins a championship as the main guy. When has Kevin Durant ever acted like he wants to be the main guy? Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, like, the main things I've seen him talk about is he just wants to play basketball. He's so good. He wants to play with really other good players and win a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he went to the Warriors, because he just wants to win a championship. He doesn't care about being the main guy. Yeah. I think he just wants to win, put up some points. Like, if he wants to be the main guy, he would have stayed in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, I, I don't hold him for that. Like, you do whatever you want, but I think at the end of the day, even though he's more of a, a passenger on this Suns 
train. He's still Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I think he's got to take that last possession. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I, I don't know who it was that <laughs> made it, so that was the I choice. think it was just assumed because Devin Booker was always the start, and it felt like adding Kevin yeah. Durant was adding to your star. But Kevin Durant's the best player on the team, probably the best. He's probably, yeah, he's better than Kawhi. He's the best player on the floor for this series. He's mm-hmm. got to take the shot. Like, I know Devin Booker is the main guy for this Suns franchise, and he's been there since the beginning. But you cannot have Kevin Durant just be like a, I know he's a passenger on the team's championship yeah. run because he joined when everybody's all set up. But he can't be a passenger on that last possession. At least use him as a decoy. And and, and I will say to add on to the discussion of the series at large, Paul George is probably going to be out of the entire series. Yeah, I saw that. But he might be back uh, for a future series. And frankly, if they're able to continue this and beat the Suns in this seven-game series and Paul George comes back, I'd probably call them the favorites in the West. No, I think so, too. I mean, Maybe certainly call them the favorites in the West, Because listen, frankly. We say whatever we want about the Nuggets. And I, I know the Nuggets, you have very strong feelings on the Nuggets. I do as well. But mm-hmm. I think in a seven-game series— And they played series, great uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think, I think the Nuggets would lose to the Suns and maybe even probably. the Clippers if the Clippers are fully healthy in a seven-game series. I would probably agree, but I think the I, I think it's mostly the fact that it's those two teams. Like I think they probably beat any other team in the West I think in a seven they, game yeah, they series. They beat the Kings, they beat the Warriors, they beat yeah, the Lakers. Especially having home court advantage. Yeah, I think sure. they beat all those other teams. The Clippers and the Suns, I think, are the only teams that can beat yeah, them out I of agree. the West. And I think the those Suns are, are the two teams they might end up against. I think the Suns are absolutely the favorites in the West. Yeah. But you're kind of in a weird spot now because now the question becomes who's the last shot taker? Like I feel like they never had to worry about that because they were always leading. But mm-hmm. in the in the playoffs, you have to have your last guy to take the shot. And I think that this is something the Nets are struggling with as well. Obviously, it's not the same situation even remotely. Well, and the Nets didn't have that issue. Uh, oh yeah, they, they <laughs> the weren't focused on the, the last shot. Their last shot came in the third quarter. <laughs> but I feel like going into the playoffs, you have to have who is the A one of your team, right? Yeah. And the Nets. It's obviously Mikael Bridges, but for some reason, whenever there's a close game, Spencer Dinwiddie takes the last shot, which boggles my mind. Yeah, that is just I think it's because he's like 80 years old. Yeah, he he thinks he's him, but he's not. I'm sorry. I love Spencer Dinwiddie, the Din Master, but yeah, you're, I, I and I think some of it is also like you put it on your veterans to yeah. to do that. Then why kind is Kevin Durant not taking the last shot? That's the question. I mean, B- Booker's not not a veteran. Um, yeah, but Kevin Durant's like way. 35. I mean, yeah, he is, but. Uh, you kind of get what I'm getting at. Is I get like, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get yeah. Um, but I don't know. Who do you think should take the last shot for the Suns? No, I, I still agree that it should be it Durant. Should, it should be Chris um, Paul. It, oh, yeah. It, it should be Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul on a deep three. <laughs> to cut the lead to 40. Yeah, iconic. Um, we'll, uh, we'll look at another series. Um, there were two pretty big upsets in well, terms Dennis. of – how do you feel like this series is going to turn out before we move on to the next? How do one? I feel this series? Like, is give turn me a prediction. Uh, your prediction. I now that I, we've seen one I, game. Now that we've seen one game, I feel way better about picking the Clippers because I like you picked Clippers the Clippers team a lot. No, I didn't. I, I picked I picked the Suns when we did it before. Yeah, I remember that. But I, I wanted to pick the Clippers, yeah. and I like this Clippers team a lot. Me too. So now I'm going to pick the Clippers. <laughs> I'm still going to go with the Suns. I think you're right. I think you're right to pick the Suns. We got to see how to tomorrow night goes. Yeah. Is that tomorrow night or tonight? Uh, it's not tonight for sure. They played. Oh, what am I talking about? They played um, last night. It is on Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Tonight's Warriors Kings. As Warriors Kings and yeah, Nets. Uh, Nets. We should that, be starting. Other team Sixers. Uh, yeah, it should be starting. I have to listen to that on my drive 730. home. Seven thirty. 
Um, All right, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, how how did the Heat win a game over the Bucks? How'd that happen? It's playoff Jimmy Butler, man. It's and true. Also Giannis... I was watching that game yesterday. Giannis is fine. So he's says, fine. So so says Milwaukee. But Let it, me see if I can find the back exact stuff, thing. Man. It's back. Giannis stuff. Antetokounmpo's MRI is clean. Bucks are optimistic about his status. Uh, the MRI came back clean. Uh, he only played 11 minutes in that game after charging into Kevin Love. I remember that. Um, they're going to keep monitoring him. Their next game is on Wednesday, so they have two days off. But they are generally optimistic that he will be back for the next game. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Even if he's back, the reason why this Bucks team and really any NBA team wins the championship is just if you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with... Giannis, like back problems in sports are so misleading because that's really not something you have a timetable on. Like obviously very different sport, but comparison, Anthony Rizzo last year had back issues the entire Yankee season. Yeah. Because when you, I mean, if you're an older guy and you have back problems, like that just doesn't go away overnight. Like you can't just rest that for a little bit and then get back on your feet, any kind of movement. But I think this is going to be a tough series. I mean, the Heat play hard. They're a really, really tough eight seed because Mm -hmm. you have Jimmy Butler and then, also, one thing I want to note, Dennis, you look at Kyle Lowry, 18 mm-hmm. minutes, two points. Yeah, what wild. What a bad signing. Wild, wild performance. Well, and you look on the other end, uh, Kevin Love, 23 points, or 23 minutes, 18 points. They got him off waivers, right? Yeah. Like, dude, he, he looks ancient watching him. Oh, yeah, him and <laughs> like, Lowry needs to be an old folks home. But, like, but Kevin, Lo- Kevin Love looks ancient, but he's still playing reasonably well. Yeah, he's still well. good, man. Uh so I mean, credit to him, and I—not that he was trying to injure Giannis, but he was drawing a lot of charges in that game, and that was one of the instances where he drew that uh, charge. So yeah. Also, Max Struess, the forward, who's kind yeah. of broken out this season. Yeah. He's really been a fantastic for them. Thirty-eight minutes, five rebounds, two assists, only eight points. So I feel like he's gonna have a bounce-back game or two in the rest of the series. Yeah, and I mean, they were still better with him on the floor in general and as a whole i mean when you can alternatively let jimmy butler and bam Adebayo take shots you might as well let them take your shots for you they're they're a really good combo i think bam Adebayo is kind of a weak center in terms of i think he's more of a a true four than a real dominant five i would agree but at the same time i don't know that you need a dominant five in the modern game i don't think you do I mean, you look at the Warriors. They got Draymond mm-hmm. Green playing. Especially because I think the Heat are kind of letting Kevin Love sit under the basket yeah, a he's, lot more. All and he's you, doing a good job of that. All you need is a physical enforcer to be your five. Like, yeah. I, the Nets don't even have a true five. I mean, Nick Claxton isn't really a five. He's very, very skinny. He is, yeah. So you just need, like, somebody that can, like, take shots. Mm-hmm. And, like, not, I mean, yeah, not that's take kind of, shots. Like, I mean, take yeah. hits. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't know why I chose the. I was like, huh, we're talking about basketball. Let me say shots instead of hits. <laughs> like, that, that's smart. But, uh, yeah, no, fa- fascinating game there. I still think the Bucks are probably going to win that series. but Yeah, probably. I mean, that would just be such a huge upset. The Bucks it would be predicted. a gigantic upset. And, I mean, I, I think about it all the time, like, in relation. And this is something I've thought about in relation to, like, Jokic's uh playoff uh history and a bunch of other people's playoffs history imagine if kevin durant's foot wasn't on the line imagine what that would do to stop Stop. not in that way imagine what it would do to Giannis's playoff reputation that's he would have never gotten to the conference finals yeah 
he obviously never would have even like, he wouldn't have won the title obviously past that. That would have been my Brooklyn Nets. Uh, lost in the second round a couple of times at this point. Have you seen that Giannis was thinking about retiring? Have you seen that article? I didn't see that. All right, so apparently, I guess fair enough. Apparently, after the 2020 season and up until that. That year with the Nets, with the foot on the line, Giannis was really seen as a playoff choker. I mean, I was one of the guys he saying – He was, yeah. I was saying that uh, – Like Dirk Co- Nowitzki. Coach Bo- – what was his name? Budenholzer? I literally have no idea. The, the Bucks coach. I was uh, saying that Bo- he should Bo- – Budenholzer? Bo- I was Budenholzer? saying he should be fired. I have no idea. Coach B. We'll just call him Coach, <laughs> coach B. Coach Bud. Yeah, Coach Bud. I was um saying that he should be fired because yeah. they were just awful in the playoffs. So They were. Giannis apparently, after signing the contract to make him one of the highest paid NBA players of all time, wanted to retire because the stress and anxiety is too much. And obviously, mm-hmm. completely respect that mental health can never be too important. Yeah. But if we're looking exclusively at this from a basketball point of view, if Giannis had retired, he would be viewed horribly all time in terms of playoff performance. And also, if the oh, Kevin yeah. Durant situation had unfold, like when you win a championship, you're kind of okay. Like we're not gonna talk too much about how much of a catastrophe the Rams are in the NFL because they won a championship. Exactly, and and that that's something I think about a lot as well. Where it's like c- compare what it looks like right now, or even like Joe Burrow down the line. Like yeah. if Joe Burrow wins a title at age like 24 or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the second youngest quarterback or whatever mm-hmm. ever to win a Super Bowl versus losing in the Super Bowl and now having to make his way back against a really stacked yeah. AFC, which will be that stacked for the rest of his career. Um, and now they got to pay him. So the yeah, now they have to pay him as up. well. Um, which I mean, I, I can't say the Bengals are, I mean, they, they've formed a great team, but they're I, not I don't big know spenders. that they're, they're the, What I'll say is they're not the chiefs. They're not like a, well-oiled machine no, in terms not. of I mean, like fantastic have, management they don't have andy reed they don't have um yeah exactly the GM, their owner so it's, yeah. it kind of feels all joe burrow dependent which is weird yeah like if joe and i mean they they've got him. like uh t higgins and jamar chase and they're, a bunch of other like great guys they're gonna have to only be able to keep one of those guys they're it's, not gonna be able it's to going both. to be difficult for them to be able to do all of that and, and they don't have and they don't have the management savvy yeah. of like a chiefs where they can yeah, trade Brent away tyree yeah. kill and still have a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to have one dominant pass catcher for your quarterback. Yeah. They chose Travis Kelsey over Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So the and the but at the same the time, don't I mean, really it meant that they traded away Tyreek yeah. Hill, but anyway. and they won a Super Bowl, <laughs> but again, which is still insane. I mean, yeah. mega credit to all the management and the Chiefs, and also just the team yeah. itself, Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes and all that. And I don't know that the Bengals have all those levels. But anyways, back to basketball. It's um, like winning a championship gives you almost a 10-year grace period. It does, yeah. Like, nobody's freaking out over the Lakers because they won that championship. Like if they oh, I mean, had a ton it, of people are freaking out, but that's like fans always. It doesn't really matter. Like yeah. they, Bron got his fourth championship with yeah. LA, so it's okay. Whatever happens, I mean. Yeah. Are you compared to like? I'm trying to think of like another team to compare to because so few teams have won titles. It, the Bucks were are in a really weird spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you even look at like the Heat, right? Like Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Well, nobody's gonna really look down on that if nothing happens because it's still like. What I will say is probably this, if the 76ers don't win a championship with all the stars they've had, like Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Ben Simmons in his prime for a few years, yeah. and Joel Embiid, like that's going to be rough to look at. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like yeah, it's, it's tough. something good here. I guess the like uh, – because, yeah, it has to be both like the quality of player and also like the team as a whole. Yeah. 
like I'm trying to think of like a a, a good counter example or like a player like um Kawhi Leonard like yeah. we were talking about him earlier but Kawhi Leonard he has this title like he won a title yeah we don't really care yeah. and like he's like good his legacy is fine it doesn't matter if he does anything with the Clippers yeah. anytime soon like obviously it's good for him if he does but like if he loses this series against the Suns he's not in a especially different place in terms of his like current legacy or anything it's, like that. it's kind of how we're looking at Jokic right now is how people looked at Giannis a few years ago. I think yeah. that's a good comp, actually. Yeah. Is they're completely dominant as a one player, but can they win big in the postseason? Like, we were having this argument a few shows ago. Well, that- yeah, and that's why I have this the, the, the general feeling about Jokic where it's like, think about what, and literally one play, like one instant at the end of a game. I dream about that. I have nightmares. <laughs> It could mean that Giannis has never made it out of the he, – he made it out of the conference semis once. They lost in the conference finals to the Raptors. Um, but, like, two MVP seasons, all this other stuff, great players around him. Yeah. Uh, what? I actually did not remember that Malcolm Brogdon was originally on the – He was, right? Uh, on the uh, Bucks. I did not remember that. How'd they let him go? Bizarre. Sorry, I was I was looking into Malcolm Brogdon recently, um, like the the rookie of the year season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like just the general stats on it. Um, what was I trying to say there? I'm like losing my mind. We were talking about how if. But Giannis, yeah, that's that's yeah. how I kind of feel about Jokic right now. Where that's it's how like I feel he's about like Jokic. 27, 28. Yeah, he needs um, it. He needs it bad. He 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 does need it, but at the same time, he doesn't like. It's not that bad of a need, especially considering his like circumstances. Where, like, he hasn't been around good players. He's got two very solid starters around him. He's got two very solid starters. But think about, like, I I, I remember the stat from a while ago. I need to, like, actually go back. If you're going to try to win a championship with a homegrown team, you're not going to get that lucky. Like, you're not going to have two. Like, what we're seeing right now with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is probably the best you're going to get when it comes to two homegrown stars. It is, and they still had to put a bunch of guys around them. Exactly, and they still haven't even won anything. Yeah, and they yeah, and they still – I mean, they, they got to the finals last like, year. The Bucks had to go out and trade for Drew Holiday. I mean, um, obviously the 76ers haven't won anything, but they had to go out and trade for James Harden. So I feel like – Okay, there's the stat. The Nuggets They're, are going to have to make it happen. I, I – apologies if I am incorrect on this uh, – I believe the stat is Jokic has played with one person who has uh, been – no, it's not oh, – man, now I'm, now I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it this way. He has played with one, like, guy who has been named to, like, more than one All-Star game. There's no way. Is that true? Yes. He has played with one guy like that. Do you know who it is? I would say Bruce Brown. No, wait. You know who I think it is? Is it Jeff Green? Uh, is it Jeff? I don't think Jeff Green. Oh, no, Jeff. it's not Jeff Green. Jeff Green hasn't been an All Star. Oh, Death Blow. Nets yeah. legend. I actually okay. So I I do remember the stat now. He has been he has played with two of them. Um, one of them I'll say right now is DeAndre Jordan, who's on the oh, team right my gosh. now. He's awful. Um, the other one is Paul Millsap. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nets legend. <laughs> These are like the the I can't even say best players, but like. Over their entire careers, the best players that Jokic has played with, 
the guy who backs him up now and Paul Millsap well, we, in like his mid thirties. We know how in difficult like the beginning of his career. How difficult it is to make an All Star game. And Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are really solid. They're two good and players. Three. They but, are very good players. But at the end of the day, it's like, and I mean, that's when you compare against a guy like Embiid, and it's like. He's playing with James Harden, yeah. or even Ben Simmons, who is honestly very. Ben good Simmons for a was of very years. solid when yeah. they played together. Like I know we all hate on Ben Simmons, but uh, I, I, yeah, no, he was very good for a number of years. I mean, he's also got Tyrese Maxey, like a young yeah. budding star. Yeah, I mean, he's got a great coach. Yeah, I, I feel like the seventy six. Well, maybe this is a good pivot to talk about the Sixers. Yeah, Sixers. That uh, was fantastic. They, that they, was actually planned. Yeah, that was a seamless yeah. transition. I, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say. That was probably like one of the more boring results because it was like okay that. Brooklyn played kind of close for part of it. Yeah. They're an okay team. Fine. Sixers look like the better team and the team that's going to win the series. I think my question would be – actually, we can talk about this. Dennis, mm-hmm. who do you think are the players with the most pressure on them to win a championship this year? Oh, uh, this year? And I think Joel Embiid is probably high on the list. It's, it's I think it might be James Harden and Joel Embiid like, together. Yeah, collectively, like, it's those two. I think it might be Tatum's up there. Jokic. Tatum isn't not up there. Yeah, he still feels a little young, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how how old is Tatum? Maybe Kevin um, Durant? I was going to say, like, the the Suns in general, because Chris Paul even more so. Yeah, Tatum's 25, 24. He'll, he's fine. All right, let's focus on this. Top five teams, most pressure to win a championship right now. Most pressure to win a championship right now. Uh, Probably the Sixers at the top, then the Suns, then the Nuggets, then... Probably the Lakers, honestly. Not the Celtics? Um, probably the Celtics after that. The Celtics are honestly in an okay spot. Like yeah. I mean they have to play they have to pay Jalen Brown soon. They do, but not like that soon. But they he, have him they have him through next season. But so they, they do have to pay him kinda soon. They haven't had any contract negotiations apparently. They're like they're not Yeah. But I mean they do have a, another whole year to figure that out. That's true. And the rest of the team is on through the end of twenty twenty five. So I, I feel like they're probably they're not under a ton of pressure right now. The I, I say the Lakers because they don't have a future. Yeah. Um, oh, they're gonna that's gonna be rough to watch. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like they're going to have no future. They're going to be terrible for a while. And then, like, a superstar is going to be like, I want to be a billionaire and then yeah. go play for the Lakers. Giannis when um, he's, like, 50. Yeah, exactly. Giannis is going to be like, I want to be a billionaire and play for the Lakers towards the end of his career. And you, um, and he will be. He will be a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you play for the Lakers and you become a billionaire. That's how it works. Um, the Sixers, obviously, they're on kind of a time crunch. Uh, you don't want to let yeah. Embiid's prime expire. And James Harden. Uh, James Harden only gets probably older. going out the window. Yeah. Soon. Uh, obviously, I mean the Nuggets have some aspect of it, but it's basically just because you have Jokic. Yeah, and Jok- <laughs> like Jokic when you have a player like Jokic and he's playing, and he didn't even play that well yesterday. But like, who cares? It's the Timberwolves. Yeah, man. Um, Timberwolves. And he played well a couple. Like he had a couple of like really cool looking plays. Um, and his passing is always crazy. Like, I was actually I, – I spent some time yesterday looking at people's, like, draft grades of Jokic. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I, I think I think going back to look at what people said – It's always fun. Is always a fun thing to do. Um, going back to Google and being like, show me show me what people think about Nikola Jokic, but from twenty from June 2014. I, I saw something about that with Johnny Manziel the other day. Yeah. It was fascinating. Like, this it one is. guy was like, he's undraftable. And then Skip Bayless was like, you're an idiot. 
Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating when you look at what people have to say, but especially for Jokic, because it's basically just... He got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. He got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, so all of the stuff for the draft, all of it was, like, centered around him being an international prospect. Um, it was more of like a oh international Cause he was, guy. Yeah, because he was nice. in the in the collection of international prospects. Let me, I, I forget who exactly was also in that uh, international prospect class. But I mean, he was a second round pick, and in the NBA, that's basically he might Dario maybe Sarek. make the roster. And Joseph uh, Nurkic. Like, don't you see Dennis? Um, who actually got traded to uh, the. Uh, nuggets that time but that's what i found interesting is that people were mentioning him but they were like oh his passing is insane his basketball iq is great uh his shooting numbers are terrible in the adriatic league but his shot looks really good uh he impressed a ton of people at the the nike hoops summit in the practice but didn't play super well in the actual game against surprisingly carl anthony towns really (laughs) yeah um because that was carl anthony towns was coming out of high school um and so he ended up being drafted the next year but i thought that was fascinating is how how carl anthony towns somehow ended up in the uh that is fascinating in the same picture as him and then they played against each other yesterday i love stuff Um, like that like i I keep seeing articles about bryce young and cj stroud and we we saw this a lot with uh trevor lawrence and justin fields yeah is that these guys like played each other it's not the same thing but like bryce young and cj stroud like played each other in middle school high school yeah i don't think they ever played each other in college but obviously like they're so connected like it's I, always funny to it, watch it like, feels the surprising guys. they actually didn't play against each other in i college. mean how often do ohio state and alabama play when it's not in the playoff that's the thing they make the playoffs so many times though like i how many times have they played in the playoffs it's like three now right i have no idea i'm a, actually I'm a it new, might just be the one i'm a new college it. football fan yeah College football is so great. Oh, dude, it's the best Saturdays so just sitting down. Yeah. Oh, I I miss it. It's gonna be so good when it comes back. Yeah, football season. And uh, and 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 I don't have to be watching Rutgers games anymore. Oh, yeah. You're lucky, one, man. One, I don't have to be working Rutgers games, so I I have way more time, yeah. even if I do watch Rutgers, and. I can just decide to stop watching if they're down by, like, 30 to Wisconsin. Yeah, because you don't have to talk about it next week. I know. Well, even more than that, I don't have to be sitting right there or in the booth or cutting highlights. I I didn't didn't work any football (laughs) games last year. Hopefully, I'd love to work some games this year, so I might undergo a similar process. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, dude, just SEC football, amazing. Tennessee. Hendon Hooker, fantastic. It's, it, that, that's some good stuff. I, I am, uh, I don't know, I, I am kind of, I, I don't know. I, the SEC is never really, like, maybe it's just because I've always disliked the SEC. Because I, I grew up as, like, an ACC fan. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it, it's always been kind of like a, I don't like the SEC. And especially, like, as a Georgia Tech fan, like, a specific yeah. SEC team you don't like. Um, it's just nice when, like, I, so coming into the season, a little pivot to college football for a yeah. second. Yeah, no. I knew Tennessee was going to be really solid. I knew yeah. they were going to be ranked. It was a weird. Do you remember me talking about that at the beginning? Well, of the year? and and this is something that happens like every year where it's like there are a couple of programs, Tennessee, Texas, that you can tell they're just on the upper. Well, end. no, it, it ends up being where they're like ranked at to some degree at the beginning of yeah. every season, and it's just because they have a good like recruiting class or. Yeah tons of money or something like that and then for some reason it all falls apart in the middle of the season and i thought that was going to happen to tennessee again but it didn't this year which is shocking to me i knew tennessee this was like uh, listen i don't like Mm -hmm. to pat myself on the back for takes that often Mm -hmm. but my tennessee take was electric because i remember last year i saw their offense with hendon hooker and i was just amazed at the high speed quick paced sense of it all like just spreading guys out not pro style even the slightest Mm -hmm. they 
did not run the football barely like at if anything yeah. so it was just awesome to watch and they lost to purdue in a bowl game by i think it was overtime it was nuts yeah that was a great game but i, I just, remember watching that yeah I, I was that was the day that uh, rutgers had their bowl game really yeah that was before uh, i was the, committed to rutgers yeah so I did Cr- not Cr- care at all. chris and i were in jacksonville really? watching that it was great great game but my point the being, day before actually but continue <laughs> it was just, it was just awesome to watch like a team that you could tell they were going to get really good. And Joe Milton, who's going to start for them this season, who was amazing after Hendon Hooker got hurt, actually started the season for them then. Yeah. And he's he's huge. He's got crazy arm strength. Yeah. I, I've – did I – I, I definitely – because Joe Milton was with uh, Michigan for a while. Was he, I don't yeah, know if he, he – I, I don't know if he played against Rutgers. Yeah, no, he did play against Rutgers. It was the um, – it was the uh, triple overtime loss that uh, oh, the he kick? played against Rutgers. Yeah, um, in like twenty in the in the COVID year. That was nuts, man. That was when people wanted Jim Harbaugh to get fired. Yeah, Le- legitimately, if if we had made that kick, Jim Harbaugh probably gets fired. You know, this all ties together perfectly because now we're talking about the Kevin Durant three point shot yeah. moment. Now we talk about the Rutgers kick moment, like all these sports moments that really once and then. Harbaugh comes off back-to-back amazing seasons. That's beating the thing. Ohio State. Like there, there were multiple times where it looked like Rutgers could end Harbaugh's career. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it happened again in 2020, where if he loses that game to Rutgers, he's probably gone. Probably. Uh, and in 2021, I mean, the team started out the season good against terrible competition. Their third game is against Rutgers. If they lose that game at home to Rutgers, he is gone. John Harbaugh and they is on nearly the next lose that game to Rutgers. And then they go and uh, make the national semifinal. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, man. Sports really have such a way about them that mm-hmm. things can just chain at the change yeah. like with one single moment. No, it's it, it is really fascinating. I, I think looking at a lot of that stuff on like a historical basis is really cool. And I mean, I to 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 wrap around back to Jokic, which can which can wrap us back into basketball oh, a little bit more seamless. That yeah, and that, that's what I was kind of looking at is where it's like, okay, he was just kind of like some no name like second round Euro stash prospect. Any team could have drafted him. I think literally any every single team in the NBA had an opportunity to draft him and did not. Yeah. Um, and obviously some of them picked up great players in the meantime. I mean plenty of good players even went in like the later parts of the uh of the draft i mean that's what happened with tom brady every team had a chance to draft him multiple times yeah exactly um but none of them did and now no, none of them had tom brady except for uh new england who had him for however many years and no other team has Nikola Jokic, who yeah. is now on them just because they drafted him i love the idea of these teams seeing international prospects and slowly, my brother told me a fantastic story mm-hmm. about um, Giannis, right? Yeah. Giannis was scouted by the Hawks when he was very, very young. Yeah. Maybe eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And they sent scouts to, like, go and develop him over summers, things like that. And he was, like, their little star that they desperately wanted to draft. But then at the last moment, the Bucks jumped right in front of them and got him. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's just fascinating because... They like they found him, developed him, but mm-hmm. the Bucks just had the higher pick, or maybe they traded up. I'm not sure exactly the I, history. I will yeah, take a gonna... quick look into it, because um, they did have a pick, two picks before the Hawks did. They picked it 15th, 
Um, That's still really deep in the draft, though. So yeah, it is. It up. is. It is really deep. And yeah, it was just the Bucks pick. It was just their mid round pick. But yeah, no, the Hawks had a pick <laughs> at at number seventeen, and Giannis went at number fifteen. And I mean, if they had picked Giannis, like if the, the Giannis was on the Hawks, what happens differently it's, then? That's crazy. I mean, yeah. But that's so. That's what happens with these international guys. Mm-hmm. Is that it takes so much. This guy. I mean, listen. This is obviously an yeah. atrocious comparison. Yeah. But you look at the Adam Sandler hustle hustle movie. Yeah. No. And if anybody's seen that, Adam there, Sandler, there are some legitimate yeah. points being made. No, hundred <laughs> percent. You go and you find this guy on the streets. Yeah. Who's just a beast, and then. You develop him and you put in all this time getting him to get to a certain point. But once people know about him, you like he gets drafted to another team. He doesn't get drafted to Adam Sandler's team. Mm-hmm. He gets drafted to the Celtics. He does, Cruz, yeah. The cruise missile. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's it's just what makes the NBA so interesting. I know people say, oh, the NBA draft doesn't matter. Listen, the second round, usually I'm not watching at that point. But it's so fascinating to watch these international guys because in, in the States, yeah. you kind of know who's good and who's not. I well, mean, and that's the thing as well where like – there's definitely a part of that and partly just uh, a lot of these guys we've seen in college. Because, um, like, we know what college basketball is. Yeah. <laughs> and we know what these guys have done in college basketball. Like, we all if know I, Paul Mulcahy, I, I, I even I even told you what league uh, Jokic played in. Yeah, you did. What was it? What did I, I say? I have no idea. Exactly. You don't know what league yeah. you played in. And I said it 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, it was the Adriatic League in yeah, Serbia. Yeah, the Adriatic League. Um, Classic. Yeah. But, like, other than, like, a couple of – just the idea of Eurobasket and, uh-huh. like, a couple of individual – like, I think it's the ACB in Spain. Um, Who knows? That that one's at least a little more notable because a lot of we- much Web better players Miyama have come that's also a thing is that uh I think he's playing in the second tier of France. Um it's the LNB Pro A for the Metropolitan 92 which okay it is the top one. Um So he is playing in the at the at the top level of uh France, but yeah, for the for the Metropolitan's 92. And a large part of the reason for that I think is just because it's in Paris. And he wanted to be in Paris because it was way easier for people to scout him while he's in Paris. Yeah, he's gonna be so good. Um, yeah, no, I'm fascinated to When's see. The, how do you know when the thing. NBA draft is? Uh oh, it's Tuesday, May sixteenth. Tuesday, May sixteenth is the lottery, correct? Yeah, it's the lottery. Remember? Yeah, yeah. But whoever gets the one pick is gonna pick him. It, they are. I and that's why it matters. <laughs> Nothing will change. Like I'm more interested to watch that than the draft because whoever wins yeah. that lottery. Is gonna be it's, okay. I, I'll say this. I'll say this straight up right now. The team that deserves it most is probably Charlotte, probably, because um, they've had such a bad time with draft lotteries. Um, partly, I mean, there's the the secret base video about uh, the one Bobcats team, but they've had such bad luck with draft lotteries, and in general, have lacked a star player like that. I think they just deserve it. The team that would be most fun if they had Wembenyama would be Detroit. Yeah, like with him, Cade with Cade Cunningham, Detroit. with Jaden Ivey, and then also what's his name, the James Wiseman. Uh, yeah, with so then Wiseman Webbenyama, as well. Like that would be, be a, a true center. That would be a ridiculously cool, ridiculously fun young team. Uh, the team that's going to get him, like cosmically, is going to be the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs probably. never lose these on big men. They never do. They never have, and they never will. <laughs> um. 
and it, it just feels like the kind of season. Like, it's it's David Robinson and Tim Duncan all over again. I mean, you look at, like, the guy in history, like, the, the guy who's, like, clearly the best out of the draft class and, like, obvious number one pick, obvious superstar. Oh, my goodness. It's David Robinson, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, probably AD after that, and now Weminyama. Half of those were to the Spurs. Dennis, we just got breaking news. We did just get breaking news? The, the oh, Daily man. Targum starting lineup for the best baske- basketball game of all time has just dropped via graphic by the Eddie Kalegi. All right, hit me. I'm looking at it now, but hit all right. me. Well, they don't have any numbers listed, but I'm just going to give you projected lineups. Yeah. At the one, it's probably going to be Jack Paseo, mm-hmm. point guard extraordinaire. At the two, I'd say Eddie Kalegi, shooting guard, small forward. Ellis Gordon probably. Uh, he probably, probably. We yeah. know, we have the five guys. We're just talking about positions. Yeah. Then power forward Alec, and then none other than yours, Joe Henry, big Joe Henry at the five mm-hmm. center slot. Nick Claxton territory. Yeah. But that is your projected starting five. Well, not projected. That is the starting five: Jack Bassey, Ellis Gordon, Eddie Kalegi, Alec Crow, Crowd Hamill, and Joe Henry. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, I I looking at this now, I'm way less worried about this game. So. Why are you worried? <laughs> I I I'm less worried now. What do you mean? Because you don't think we're good? Up. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it with this. Uh, you don't think we got the sauce? No, I really don't. <laughs> really? Have you seen Alec and Eddie play? I have. I have. They're, They're pretty actually good. pretty solid. I'm but awful. We, we have some. We have some good guys on our starting. No, you lineup. get. No, like, it's gonna be a very close game. I'm most worried about Jack. Jack's like, disgusting. Yeah, I, He's I so think. Good. Yeah, I think it'll. I, I think it'll end up being a question of like how much can we devote to Jack, As and a, then yeah. keep like Eddie and Alec from shooting and like ellis from like driving i'll tell you one player coming off the bench for the target who i know is really really good jackson oh yeah jackson delulo he's yeah, yeah filthy he we play one game one night and he like tore his acl or something maybe uh, he hurt yeah. his hamstring maybe i don't know yeah it probably wasn't a torn ACL, yeah maybe but <laughs> and then he came back immediately immediately hit a dagger three that's so crazy i'm probably gonna get benched out maybe in the first three minutes when jack sees how bad i am yeah and then He's going to be like, all right, we need somebody else, and then I'll be cheering on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. But Daily Targum game, you want to talk about this for a little bit, a little promo? Um, how about we take a quick break? We come yeah, back, we have point. some some rapid fire, we mention a couple things, and then we uh, close out the show. So keep it locked here to the crew on WRSUFM, New Brunswick. Henry for the last 10 minutes here, and we have uh, more breaking news for the WRSU Targum game. The starting oh, my five, gosh. oh, my gosh. Starting five for WRSU released. At the one, Tyler Levy. At the two, Max Sanchez. Uh, at the three, we'll say David Palumbo. Uh, we'll say at the four is D- uh, Dylan Allen and Grant Langlois. At the five. That's how you pronounce his last name? Yes, it is. Langlois. Is that French? Probably. That's nice. That's smooth. But uh, either way, I, I, li- I like how our WRSU team stacks up. I like our bench. Um, I think there's there's one particular bench player who can play some really good defensive minutes. Talking about you? Yeah, I'm talking about myself. Um, but anyways, I, I I'm really excited to uh, for this on Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday during our crew slot six to eight. Be sure to listen in. We'll have uh, tons of wonderful coverage. Uh, Chris Sakonis and Jake Schmid on the call. Haven't yeah. said that one in a while. Yeah, but I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm a freshman. Those are two ga- veteran guys, right? Uh, yes. Chris was our last sports director. Schmid was our last general manager. Wow. So they were here last year. Yes. Yeah, Chris, I think I I follow Chris on Twitter. He just got a job writing for something records related. So congrats to him. He did. Yeah. Great guy. 
Um, but we'll bounce around to some other topics here during rapid fire. Uh, NBA Defensive uh, Player of the Year has been announced. It is Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's the second youngest player in the history of the award. Um, second youngest winner in the history of the award, only behind Dwight Howard. Fascinating. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of, like... Yeah, I don't really know him that well. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know him that well. I don't have a lot to say about it, but uh, a great job by yeah. him. And I mean, the Grizzlies had a great season. Sure, his family's proud. Uh, I don't really know Jaron Jackson like that <laughs> as a player. News earlier today, uh, Jalen Hurts agreeing to a five-year, $255 million deal for an extension with the Philadelphia Eagles, including $179 million of that guaranteed. It is the highest in terms of average annual uh value in nfl history but it is not bigger in terms of guaranteed money than the deshaun watson <laughs> nothing to be bigger than that. deal it's also not bigger than kyler murray's deal in terms of guaranteed money uh what do you feel about this i think that jalen hurts from what i saw in the super bowl really proved to me that he is a dog and he's a fantastic player at the same time i think that's a lot of money to pay to a guy that's played with a hall of fame offensive line his entire career two amazing wide receivers dallas goddard um, Miles Sanders, a fantastic defense. I think to pay him that much money after really seeing one really great season is I, a that's that's risky. I think I agree, but it's I like, think what I'll say about it is that it's not a bad contract per se, though, and it's not a very long contract. I think one of the big things he's still pretty young. Um, like that's a big thing about him. He's still pretty young. He's going to be twenty five during this he upcoming is season. Young. And this is only a five-year deal, um, and some amount of it is not guaranteed. Yeah. So. And I also think I think there is a just to to, to finish what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, for sure, for like, sure. it, there is a solid chance that he is simply not going to, like, uh, that the Eagles are going to be able to move on from him at some point if or another. If the deal doesn't work out, yeah. If the deal doesn't work out, and if he does work, like, okay, that's an issue for the future but it's way easier to negotiate a franchise guy at 30 years old when he's potentially on the downswing of his career than 25 years old where it can only go up and now you set the uh set the lines of the deal for all these other teams where yeah. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, the guys who really have carried their teams yeah, as honestly. opposed to being yeah, a part of a fantastic team now that's going to be way more expensive, but otherwise Jalen Hurts might have demanded much more. And again, not a very long deal. So no, I, 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 I mean, like the deal altogether. I think it's a very good deal. I think in the common day and age, the quarterback price just keeps going up. Like mm -hmm. Sam Howell is probably going to get 70, 80. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if we're, the, if we're being completely honest, Trevor Lawrence in a few years is probably going to get 55. I mean, that's just yeah. the way the market's inflating. It is. I mean, we looked. That's up, always how it works. I a mean, few years ago, it was 25, then 30, 35, 40. And it just keeps going up and up. So it's better to get the contract done earlier than later. Like, I think what they really love about Jalen Hurts is the type of guy he is. And I've seen this from every piece of footage I've seen him in. Mm. He really does seem like he just has that dog in him. Like, he's got an innate ability to be a winner, a leader, all those different things you want. Like, Kyler Murray, not sure if he has those things, and they paid him a whole lot of money. Yeah. But it, it's not, I, I feel like with Hurts, it's not based on the talent but it's just because of who he is and the fact that he has played extremely well and gotten much better as for other deals like Kyler Murray or certain other quarterbacks that you expect mm -hmm. them to grow and develop like Daniel Jones 
But Jalen Hurts has always stood out to me as a proven guy. Like when he got drafted to the Eagles, I was like, "There's no way Carson Wentz stays on this team because that Hurts is like an alpha. Like he's gonna command a locker room." Yeah, I think that you know when you talk about the possible out. A lot of times people get caught up in the idea that, oh, you, you can't move on from franchise quarterbacks. You can't do any of that anymore after you sign to these long deals. Look what they're doing with Aaron Rodgers now. He's going to get traded, and he just signed, like, a, a mega deal. Like, the cap is not mm-hmm. real in most cases. Well, and not only that, but, like, you can trade a guy like this yeah. in a lot of cases, especially if you restructure the contract. Like, it's less about the cap and more about the money they have to pay. But even then, it's like you eat some of the contract um to unload the player get some picks in return some guys younger guys on rookie deals whatever get some veteran free agents like football has so many more moving pieces so you can kind of tinker around a lot more around the edges but yeah i don't know i i really so the 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 salary cap hit for the next four season as this says one it says it has a no trade clause uh unsure of the exact nature of it but a no trade clause apparently uh, salary cap hits six million next year, fourteen million the year after that, twenty-two million the year after that, and thirty-two million the year after that. Again, not that bad of a cap hit, honestly, for no, your definitely. franchise quarterback. And the way, like the that Herbert Burrow Jackson contracts, those are gonna set the market at probably fifty-five by the end. Those of the are off going season. to be much higher contracts. Yeah, Burrow's probably gonna get fifty-five, honestly. Probably, being. yeah. And Herbert. Herbert at the same time is going to be a really interesting one because obviously he doesn't have a, a ton of proven success or anything. But he's so good. But he's a fantastic player. And if you're the Chargers, you can't not have Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert on your team. You can't let him go. You yeah, can't you let really a franchi- can. franchise quarterback walk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be interesting to see in the near future. Um, i got to check this out now. Uh the last thing we'll talk about, we mentioned before the draft lottery odds have officially been decided. They uh, split some tiebreakers together uh, for some of these teams. So the odds for the number one overall pick, it sits at 14% for the Pistons, Rockets, and Spurs, 12% for the Hornets, 10% for the Trailblazers, 9 for the Magic, uh, 6.8 for the Pacers, 6.7 for the Wizards, 4.5 for the Jazz, Three for the Mavericks, 1.8 for the Bulls, 1.7 for the Thunder. Those 2.8.7s were the tiebreaker uh, ones, and then 1% for the Raptors and half a percent for the Pelicans. I keep just refreshing Tankathon. Like, I, I, I'm i just so curious it is fascinating. <laughs> to know what it's going to be. Um, but May 15th, or 16th. I'll be uh, a college graduate by then. Heartbreaking. I know. I'll be May 16th. Yeah. I'll be going to England the next day. Oh, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Scary. You're Don't going wanna... to... Writing a broad trip or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you three did credits. mention that. Don't want to leave my dog for three weeks. That's going to be yeah. tough. Uh, anyways, uh, that'll be the end of our show. You can listen in every Monday through Thursday, 6 to 8, Friday, 4 to 6, for more sports content on the crew. And up next on WRSU, Scott Einhorn. So be sure to keep listening in for more on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. I wish I could. Cause I wake up